Thanks for joining us on Positively Dad. My name is James Shaw. I'm your host. I'm a dad. My wife Terry and I have a almost eight-year-old daughter named Naomi. She's in second grade. And I started Positively Dad earlier this year to be a resource for dads out there. I'm thankful that you've joined us to listen. We do two podcasts every single week. Every Monday, we do a, a more traditional podcast where I talk to an expert about something that's going to help us grow and be better you know, parents, partners, and people. And then on Thursdays, I talk to a dad about being a dad. We call those a dad talk episode, and that's what you're listening to today. I'm excited about today's conversation. We're going to talk with Jared Rutherford. Jared and his wife Amber have four kids, all age 10 and under, including twin boys. And uh, they're going to talk, he's going to talk a little bit about his journey in, in how they approach parenting. What changes did they make after their twins were born about how they're going to parent? What's important to them as parents? What do they want to teach their kids? And how can they help their kids grow? So I think you're going to learn a lot in this conversation, and they have a lot of experience. So let's jump right on in. Jared, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. James, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, my pleasure. Tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Jared Rutherford. I have four beautiful children and a wonderful, amazing wife. Uh, I have two kids, uh, two sons uh, that are 10. They're twins. Uh, a seven-year-old and a five-year-old girl, and it was uh, it was incredible. The our story we uh, you know started ten years ago, and the twins unexpected, and they were born at thirty weeks, so they were very premature. Spent a couple months in the in the NICU at the hospital, and uh, so that was our start. So we we've always had our hands full. We haven't known any different. So, yeah, that's uh, a little bit about us. And uh, my wife and I uh, are lucky and have a lot of family support locally. And we we definitely uh, that's that's our pride and joy is our family and really uh, pouring into them and just building that family unit. That's awesome. We have a NICU baby also. So that's, you know, it's an interesting experience. Um, when, when that happens and obviously very common with twins, I'm sure you were prepared for that. Yeah. Y- yes, we were a little bit. However, uh, uh, my wife kept on going into premature, uh, labor and, uh, we weren't expecting 30 weeks. So it was, uh, you know, everything was an emergency at that time. And it was, uh, it, it taught us a lot of things through that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, and it built our faith. So. No kidding. Uh, good things came of it. Yes. Yeah. So your twins were born at 30 weeks. How big were they? They they were actually surprisingly uh, pretty big. So three pounds uh, mm-hmm. and a few ounces. Both mm-hmm. of them were three pounds. And uh, again, respiratory issues, cardiac yep. issues uh, yep. when they were born. However, uh, medicine and one amazing staff at the hospital. Yeah. Uh, we we made it through it. That's amazing. Three pounds. Just over three pounds. I mean, Naomi was four pounds, 10 ounces. So, I mean, wow. like almost twice the size of yours. And she was tiny. So, yes. you know, I just can't even imagine. So so your your fatherhood journey starts out like that. And yes. um, with just, like you said, everything's an emergency. And <laughs> now you got, you got two others, two daughters too. Tell us about how that has shaped you if that was your introduction to fatherhood how has that shaped you and and amber as parents yes uh so just uh i mean we're always we're always looking to improve 
and there's no there's no playbook and yeah you know uh things like your podcast are, are amazing and wonderful things that help pour into us so uh really uh i mean just always trying to improve and it's 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 like in in our business and, and our work life we're always trying to improve and it's the same thing with our family uh so we're always looking to grow and become better and so we we do that with them. I mean, we constantly are are uh, uh, teaching them to uh, think positively and uh, say positive affirmations, and just we speak into them uh, and and just helping them grow. So through our parenting journey, journey, we've we've learned m many things, and I think that's one thing is really that they're they're formed, you know. Uh, you you only have a limited time of of helping you know form who they are and helping them make great choices because pretty soon they're making their own choices you know they're I mean they're they're have outside influences that are uh, taking your place really so I think that's that's a huge thing uh, is really really speaking speaking into them uh, daily. Well, how do you teach that kind of mindset to 10-year-olds, a 7-year-old, and a 5-year-old? I mean, I, there's there's adults, there's grown-ups, there's grandparents <laughs> who struggle with that. Yes. So uh, so my wife, it, I, her career is uh, we're in real estate, and you know we have a real estate team and a title company, and she she coaches uh, real estate agents around the country. She, she uh, teaches a coaching and conditioning program called BOLD. Uh, which you're familiar with, and it it works on mindset. So through that training, we've really uh, embraced that that mindset, and we we bring it to our family. And uh, again, it's uh, you know ninety. They say nine. The studies show that ninety percent uh, is mindset. You know, of success is mindset. So uh, our natural. Uh, our natural instincts is to have, you know, affirmations like, oh, I can't do that or, you know, I'm not good enough. And yet we, again, anytime, so anytime, anytime we hear that, we, we make a correction and, and then we also, uh, some strategies that we do, like say on the way to school in the morning, I, you know, I say, hey, what are our affirmations today? And they're I am statements. So I get them already at the beginning of the day uh, to start thinking that way and have that unlimited, not that limited mindset, but the unlimited, like, you know, anything's possible mindset. And I, I constantly speak that into them. So we do daily affirmations on the way to school. That's that's definitely one thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you ask, you know, how do you do that with a 10 year old, a five year old? And you just do it by example. You, say, you know, I'll say my affirmation. You know, I am an amazing father. I am a leader. I am consistent and reliable. And they they take after you. So you literally, and you, you can guide them and help them. Uh, yet th that's, that's one strategy we use to help work on their mindset. Yeah, so do you help author? I mean, your five-year-old, I imagine, and, and when your sons were younger and your seven-year-olds, I imagine you're authoring some of these for them to, you know, okay, let's say this. What do you think of this? Um, is that how you kind of have started with that? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's it's amazing how quick they pick it up on their own. 
like uh, when they hear their brothers say, you know, I am a, you know, uh, I am a talented soccer player. Uh, and then the five-year-old, my five-year-old daughter will, you know, say, you know, I am a kind uh, friend or I am a, you know, I am uh, fantastic at ballet or, you know, just that positive affirmations and, and getting them, you know, thinking positively because there's so many negative outside influences mm -hmm. that can affect our thinking and our beliefs and our uh, self-esteem. I think those are all all ways that we can help uh, combat that. So with your older boys, you know, you've been working on this with them, I'm sure, for a long time. Now they're giving you their own affirmations. I'm sure there's times you're driving them to school and the stuff that, you know, they say to you, I mean, it could be shocking at times. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. Uh, James, I mean, the the stuff that they're, you know, just stuff they're exposed to at school. I mean, uh just just working with them, uh, build, building all those uh, things up, such as their self-esteem, I think it's mm -hmm. huge. It help, helps them and, and let them know that they're leaders and and it's, you know, having giving them choices and help guiding the, those choices, yet giving them choices. Yeah. So, and what, I, th I think that's, a, that's another big thing, James, mm -hmm. uh, is really, uh, there's a great book out there. It's uh, Parenting Through Love and Logic. And I think that was one thing that we uh, adopted early on in our parenting journey is uh, really taking, having them uh, make choices from early on, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, letting my uh, son or daughter know that, hey, you know, it's cold outside, you know, I would suggest, uh, you know, putting a jacket on. And yet that, they'll be like, oh, I don't want to wear a jacket, I don't wear it. And yet it's natural consequences. So they choose not, uh, it's your choice, you know, yet they choose not to wear a jacket, they're going to get cold, and then they won't do that the next time. And yeah. so sort of guiding those uh, decisions, because when they get older, they're going to be decisions, whether, you know, massive decisions that can affect their lives versus the little, because in, in that book, it, it describes uh, a helicopter parent. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's what I was with my, my first uh, children with the twins, uh, I was like always, you know, making the choices and decisions for them instead of really letting them make the decisions. Uh, so, you know, I felt like I was in control and they didn't feel like they were in control. So I think that was one thing we learned from our first uh, uh, two to our next children. Okay. Well, talk about that learning process. And I imagine, I mean, to me, it makes sense that you would admit that you probably were a helicopter parent. You're, you're, you, you said it started, everything was an emergency and our job as a dad and, and a mom is to protect and take care of them. And you had three pound babies that were born yes. 10 weeks early. So yeah, you're going to hover. So when did yes. the, when did it switch for you? When did you realize <laughs> now, wait a minute, my natural instinct to protect and take care of them might actually be holding them back. That's, that's, that's a great, great question. Uh, so I think it's when you have multiple children, it's, and I think there's parents out there that can, that would agree with me. So the first two, uh, they're twins. And even if it was just one, uh, I mean, we use, everything was organic and, 
and bottled water. And uh, I literally was, uh, I mean, I was just, I was basically, so at, at that time I was, uh, and I'm still, but I was a firefighter paramedic as well. And so I didn't have any uh, other businesses or, or uh, you know, anything else going on at the time. So I was a, I was just stay the days I had off from the fire department, I would, you know, spend that time, you know, with my children. And so at that time, you know, everything was focused, you know, just everything was focused on them. And we, we didn't, uh, it, it was just, it was interesting from our first children to our uh, third and fourth child, just you, you learn, you know, as you go. And like I said, everything was organic, bottled water, you know, it touched the floor like it's, you know, anything like that. Now it's like, okay, we've learned from that. They, they didn't get hurt or anything. You know, we, we survived that. So I, I think just learning as you go and adapting and having mentors and that, uh, you know, help and, you know, reading books, just like we grow everything else. I think growing as a parent is so, so crucial. Well, that's why we're doing this so that we can learn from each other. And Absolutely. I appreciate what you're saying that that you and Amber grew as parents that, you know, in that time, in the three years between the twins and your, your oldest daughter, you, you realize that you could maybe even dial it back a little bit, right? That, that you just yeah. didn't need to be on top of everything. And instead, it sounds like your goal now is to teach your kids how to think. Yeah, absolutely. You nailed it, James. So really, I mean, teach, I think it goes back to that book, uh, Parenting with Love and Logic. And it's, it's, you're giving them the choices because you, you don't, you're not going to be there when they're in high school making the decisions. Do I make this choice or do I uh, succumb to peer pressure? And so I think helping them think from early on is, is crucial. Uh, it is, again, the natural consequences, yet you can guide it. It's like, hey, if, if you choose not to do your homework, you know, uh, you either do your homework or you don't, you know, you choose not to do your homework, then, you know, we're not going to be able to go to soccer. It's your choice, yet, you know, uh, the, that's what it is. And so they naturally are going to be like, okay, I'll do my homework. And then, you know, it's that's just an example however it's really teaching them how to think yeah it's a great example too and where they understand hey if you don't do it now then you're going to do it while you want to be at soccer because it, it is a responsibility to get done so when would you choose to do it correct yeah I, I i love what you're saying there that you're teaching them to make choice how have you seen that evolve over the years that that's been a focus for you teaching them how to think and make choices how have you seen that evolve yeah, uh, love it. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm seeing them succeed in school. Uh, they're succeeding in school, uh, in athletics. Uh, and I love it because it, it's in the athletics they're doing right now, they, they're following the same philosophy. Like, they're like, they won't, uh, they, they really discourage parents from saying anything from the sidelines. They're like, you know, our whole goal is to get them to think as players. And really, you know, be able to make decisions and think. So I, I, I really feel that that's. Um, I mean, we've seen. So I mean, we've seen it in, in academics and uh, athletics. 
and yeah. you know just big big choices be as for their age yeah and just making some really good decisions it's good stuff what about when they don't make the decision you think they should yeah then that happens uh so we talk about it i mean i i think open communication is, is huge uh I grew up with open communication. I think that worked well. Um, we and we sit down and talk about it, and we say, you know, just really have an open discussion about it. Because once you close off, this is what I found and learned from other people and mentors, that once you close off uh, and you react and you get your, you don't keep your emotions between the lines. Say they make a really bad decision and. Once you and once you either overreact or whatever, they're going to shut down and they're not going to have that open communication. Mm. If you sit down and, and you talk through it and you talk about, you know, some of the consequences or uh, the effects that your decision could have on on themselves or other people, mm -hmm. I, I think it really uh, really helps. Again, it helps them grow in, in decision making, and yet. Uh, they will keep that open communication so when bigger life things come come up they're gonna uh feel feel that it's okay to speak with uh with us as parents yeah because we want them to talk to us so i'm curious about a time where you you didn't respond in a way that you're proud of and you know they did shut down how did you manage that mm, great great question uh so i grew up uh you know, with an amazing uh, mother, single mother, and yet she would raise her voice occasionally when I was misbehaving. And so not that that's an excuse, yet I've done that in the past. And I, so what I do is I recognize it. Awareness is the first, you know, the, the first step uh, in making corrective behavior. So uh, awareness, number one, and then I, I'll, I'll apologize. I'll take ownership of uh, my actions, and I'll apologize and, you know, say, you know, this is sort of uh, same thing. Open communication. You know, I'm, I'm sorry for raising my voice and, and getting upset and letting my emotions get outside the lines. Yet here's, and then just have that open discussion from then that point forward. I find that you know we all make mistakes when. When I respond in a way I'm not proud of with Naomi, you can see it, by the way. She will you do exactly what you said. She will shut down. She'll absolutely shut down. And, and if I can come back and just admit to her, hey, I made a mistake, like, I, mm -hmm. and I'm sorry, and, and, and you, you didn't deserve to be spoken to in that way. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I hope that you'll forgive me. And I want you to know how much I care about you and I love you. I find that if we can have a conversation like that, then my goodness, she will respond and accept that. And then we move forward. And I feel like I'm, look, I'm teaching her that perfect's overrated. There are no perfect people. There is one and I'm not it. You're not it. And, right. um, and that, that if we can learn from those mistakes that we make, there's an authenticity that, that develops there between you and your child. No, I love what you said. Uh, no, that you nailed it. That that's, Absolutely. I believe that that's, that's the yeah. way you would handle it. And uh, in addition to, you know, I love that you, you know, you tell Naomi those things and 
that, that triggered uh, something for me. Every time I drop them off at school or leave them, uh, I, I always tell them how much I love them and that I'm proud of them. Uh, you know, I think that's super important to let your let your kids know that, hey, you know, I'm proud of you, whether whether they're, you know, whatever it is, you're, you're proud of them and let yeah. them know. I think that helps build them up. Those are I'm proud of you are, are like, I think, the four most important words a parent can tell a child. Mm hmm. And. Um, because that it, and they might, you know, not get it except someday they need to hear it. I, I've got to ask you a question. You Please. said you were raised by your mom, single mom who, you know, did exactly. a great job and like any parent would get frustrated with you at times and raise her voice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was your dad around? He was not. So yeah, I left that out of my story. So, uh, right. He, he was not around, uh, an absent, ab- absent father. Uh, it was just myself. And so, yeah, I forgot. I left that out of my story. So that's the that's why I love what and I'm passionate about what you, what you're doing with Positively Dad uh, is encouraging present fathers. So uh, I mean that's a whole nother podcast that I'm is, working yeah. towards. We're ta- talking about growing and you know as a father, and I think uh, being present. You know our world's so busy and technology and you know it it's really, it's a challenge. And yet it's so important to be present. I didn't, I didn't have that. Uh, I didn't have that growing up. I didn't have a father that was there. So uh, it was my, my, you know, my mother and my, and my siblings. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was curious about that. And I, and I've wondered that if that's a reason why you have put such a focus on being present and I would add and being purposeful, I think we can be in, in you know, in the same room, and still not be present and purposeful. So how are you focused for you on being present and purposeful when you, when your father was not? Right. So I, you know, I think I'm, I think it's motivating for me uh, to break that cycle of uh, fathers that aren't present, you know, even if they're physically there. Uh, and so, you know, I, I'm human, just like, you know, a lot of listeners out there, uh, you know, I get with work, I get sucked into my phone and, you know, responding. There's always a reason. There's always something that comes up. And yet that's what they notice. I mean, uh, it wasn't that long ago that, you know, one of my children said, you know, they were they were wanting my attention. They're like, you're always, you know, either always on your phone or you're working. And so, to me, that was like, that was a huge thing. And I'm like, you know, so some things, so just setting bunkers around family time, uh, really uh, blocking that family time and being away from either your phone or the TV or whatever that distraction may be. They want to talk to you. They want to tell you about their day. They want to, you know, share their highs and lows with you. They want to, you know, they, they want that relationship there. And I think that, uh that's a challenge in parenting today is that we can get uh we can get sidetracked or we can get and i don't think it's intentional by you know a lot of us it's not intentional yet that's those are things that they're going to remember so i think it's it's setting those bunkers uh you know meaning maybe putting your phone away for between the hours or whatever electronics are during certain hours you know maybe eating dinner together as a family so many nights of the week mhm 
Yeah, I agree with you. We did a, a two-part podcast episode on screens. The first one focused on screens and kids. And then the second one focused on screens and parents. And uh, the our guest who was on, go back and listen to it, by the way, if you haven't, it's screen time, the art of screen time in kids and the art of screen time of parents. And the 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 takeaway was that when we get sucked into our, our devices, we become worse parents. And so just to be able to put them down and connect, that's important and be present and, um, and, and just be with them. I, I love what you're saying. What's the, what's the take home message? I mean, if you, if you were going to sit down with a new dad and, you know, Jared, this new dad says, coach me, what do I need to know? How can I be the best dad, you know, possible for my child? What would you tell them? Love it. Uh, I a couple things. So uh, definitely being present and some things uh, as far as eating together, uh, reading books to them. those experiences, they're going to remember those experiences, whether it's going to the park, whether it's playing baseball or whatever sport your child likes. Uh, it's those experiences that they're going to remember over the plastic, the toys, the things that they had or or don't have. Uh, so, so really being present, I think being intentional about that. Uh, pouring into your child and, and really be careful of the words. Words are words. They, you know, that old uh, uh, saying, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just be very, very uh, aware of what words you're using with your children. Yeah, because and, that thing is not true. I mean, words can absolutely hurt you, so you want to be careful. Oh, ab- absolutely, and people right. hold hold on to them for for years so i think just being very aware of what you're saying and how you're reacting to your children uh because this is one thing that i learned james is kids it's not what you say to them it's what it's what you do and they are very they're way smarter than we uh, give them credit for and they are constantly watching you so it's not it's not you tell them to act one way. If you act a, a complete different way, they are they're going to pick that up in a heartbeat. So I think those are a couple uh, major ones. I think if you could nail those, uh, you're going to be on your way to being an amazing father. No kidding. And then help your kids learn how to think. Right. Ask them the right questions. Yeah. Give the ability to make choices, and encourage them in some affirmations so that they're getting their mindset in the right spot. Right. Uh, absolutely. I think that's, I mean, if yes, absolutely. I think that's setting them up for success and it's getting them to think bigger and with unlimited possibilities. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jared, you've, you've been a great guest for us. I appreciate you. Congratulations to you and Amber with four all under 10 or under. Oh my goodness gracious. It's a busy time, (laughs) um, driving here and there and, and you guys doing what you do. Um, you know, you've added so much value to our listeners today, and I just appreciate the opportunity to have you on. Thanks so much. Absolutely. And thank you so much, James, for all that you're doing. And we love the podcast and, and keep up the great work and 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 helping uh, fathers be present out there. Well, thank you. The great work comes from all the guests who come on. So thanks for contributing. I appreciate it so much. 
appreciate the opportunity. Wow, a lot in there. How are we teaching our kids to think? You know, I heard someone once tell me once that leadership is teaching people how to think, nothing more, nothing less. And if we're parents, we're leaders for our kids. We're teaching them how to be leaders. And Jared and Amber are purposeful on teaching them how to think, allowing them to make choices, asking the right questions, getting their mindset focused on the right things. He talked a lot about affirmations today, and it reminded me of something that Naomi and I talked about on the way to school this morning. And when we were driving to school, and I asked her, I said, Naomi, if I was talking to your friends and I said, tell me about Naomi, what would you want them to say about you? How would they want you to describe them? Uh, how would you want them to describe you? And she thought about it for a second. And, and the number one thing she said, she said, I hope I would like for them to say that I'm kind. I really like that. And so then I asked her a question. Well, how can you show up so that if I did ask them to describe you, they would say you are kind? And we had a really cool conversation about the way that the things that we do and how we behave and how we talk and, and you know be nice to people and all that sort of stuff. So that if I was going to ask her friends what they thought of her, how they would describe her, they would say she's kind. And that's just allowing, teaching our kids how to think and allowing them to learn those things. And, and I think, you know, take that and along with what Jared said, there's a lot there. He said this, that we have limited time to form who they are and we have to help them make great choices. Because we do have limited time to do that. His 10-year-olds are almost done living at home. Their impact, the impact that they have on that is, is at its height right now. So how can they help? And he gave us some uh, great tips, some books to read. And then he got, you know, super clear on how he and Amber kind of changed what they're doing from a parenting style. That, that yeah, they were helicopter parents and they made a conscious decision to change it and allow their kids to have the freedom to make choices. Good stuff. I trust you got value out of today's conversation with Jared. I certainly did. And, and I love these Dad Talk episodes. If you're a dad, I'd love to have you on. We can talk about anything. It doesn't really matter to me. I think it's great to just connect with other dads and share our stories with each other so we can always grow and get better. And if you know of somebody that you know would be a great conversation, let me know. Send me an email at james at positivelydad.com and we'll have them on the show. It'll be great. We'd love to connect with you too on our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search Positively Dad. You'll find us everywhere. And, um, and then we would love it if you rated us wherever you're listening. Or if you uh, subscribe and share this with friends as well. Our Dad Talk episodes tend to be the most listened to episodes that we have. If I go pull the, the numbers, and I love looking at the numbers, more of you are listening to these than any other episode. That means these conversations are valuable. So I want to have more of them. So if you're interested in coming on, let me know. Make sure you tune in on Mondays. We do talk to an expert about something that's going to help you grow and get better. Those are some great conversations as well. And I just appreciate you taking time out to join us today. I'm James Shaw. Thanks for listening to Positively Dad, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.